up, cool safe chicks? It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. Alright, guys. So I have a story today fresh from my DMs. <laughs> or not. Um, I was having a really good conversation. I don't think she'll mind if I share her name because it was a public conversation. She put it on the Instagram. So that's public, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Then. Sometimes. Well, it's going to be public today. So I was having a conversation. She has a name that a lot of people have. Her name is Brittany. So, I mean, you don't know. It's a lot of Brittany's. Um, But I was having a conversation with my friend Brittany because she put something in her stories last week. Um, All of these statistics on just people getting married and the rates of marriage in the world and the U.S. and all of this other stuff. And basically what she found was that um, African-American couples get married at a much lower rate than every other race. So whites, Asians, Indians, et cetera. And she was asking and polling people saying, why is it that the rate for um, a specific demographic is lower than all of the other ones? And I started having a conversation with her offline about the fact that I feel like for women, especially African-American women, probably women who are Christian, it's like you want a certain type of man. And we are built up in this space where it's like, well, I'm not going to settle. And this is my standard. And da, 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 da. And a lot of times it's either you wait it out for somebody that is up to par with what you want, or you just don't get married. Or you have struggle love. So I was like, you know what? I think this would be a great topic for the girls to discuss. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, <laughs> I guess my first question would be, how do you guys feel about the statistics? And what are your thoughts behind rates of marriage? And rates of marriage, the rate of people getting married overall has decreased drastically, apparently, over the last couple of years. So, um. I, I can honestly, I understand. It's like you look at the statistics, but you look at how the world is today and you understand why. Um, you know, what do you mean are, how the world is today? Okay, so one, when we were offline just now, Denisa was like, there's a lot of people in jail. Um, a lot of black men, men. black a lot men, of in black jail. men. Yes. And, you know, as. Black men are being incarcerated for the most petty reasons. I literally just saw a post where, which I completely agreed with. They said when dispensaries start looking like the Apple store, that means that a lot of these men who are incarcerated needs to be let out. Mm-hmm. So what? they're okay. So like, let's say a weed dispensary, mm-hmm. you know, weed, the weed business and the legal weed business is at at an all time high right now. You got millionaires and billionaires that are investing into the cannabis industry. But then there are thousands of black men who are currently incarcerated for selling weed. Right. I mean, I think that's a whole nother podcast episode, but I agree. But that's what I'm saying. Like with that in particular, those men are incarcerated. You know, for doing, for doing exactly what is currently legal and profitable. Yeah, up to right. maybe a few years ago, up to maybe mm-hmm. last week, somebody got arrested for something, you know, in that manner. So, yeah. or um, 
there are men who uh, black men who are were incarcerated maybe for petty theft or some type of robbery when they were maybe 15 years old and they got like 50 years in jail versus other um, ethnicities, they may do the same crime and they're out in five to 10. Yeah. So that is definitely a, a, large, a, large, part a, of a it. large part of it. And then you also have another part of where people don't honor marriage the way that it, you know, they used to, and it's, 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 it's weird to say they used to, because I feel like even marriage back in the day was very warped. I was, that's I mean, what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I was going to say, maybe they haven't seen a positive reflection of marriage. Yeah. I mean, I think even when you say warped, Diana, I think though, like marriage back in the day wasn't as good as some of the rose colored glasses that we put on and look at it through. Cause grandmama and them and great aunties and then had issues that you just didn't know because you know children were children and you just didn't know but But i'm and uh, but i said it in i'm sorry i said it in that manner because the people that are not getting married today or who have failed marriages are products of those marriages back in the day yeah the generation before is honestly something you have to look at i want to say something and i don't want to take the conversation up but i really do feel like it's necessary so a huge part from my perspective is i know people like oh my god stop talking about racism it's not going to move us forward but when you really look if we're talking about black people right if you really look at us as a culture and us as a people i can say honestly now it's more of i see all of my peers all of my friends family they're really trying to figure out how to build generational wealth, how to manage their money. They're trying to figure all this out and it's the first generation of really trying to get it right. First or second, even if it's second generation, that's still fairly new. Yeah. So the priority isn't marriage. The priority is let me make sure that it's I like got financial ABC, stability. BFG. Exactly. Whereas other cultures, of course, that's just, you know, was ingrained from them because that's what they have had. So especially for Christians, it kind of annoys me when they're like, oh my gosh, we're all one, you know, well, we are, but the realistic, the reality is I am a black woman. I am a Christian. However, my generational bloodline, there's a a significant, um, not necessarily decrease, but there's a significant disadvantage that at some point my family had to where we're catching up. So now I absolutely know for a fact, I have four brothers, all of which are not talking about me as right now. Like Mm. all of them is, you know, is how do I get money? How do I invest? You know, my brother just got his broker's license to be in real estate. Like marriage is not a priority and that's Mm -hmm. unfortunate, but it is a direct reflection or result, excuse me, of what we have had to experience. Can I, can I say something in regards to that? I don't know if I have, my mom says sometimes I have rose, rosy eyeglasses, pretty much meaning that I'm, I'm seeing things. Um, You're optimistic. Yeah. And so what I mean by that is I, I respect what you just said, Denisa, but I feel like if your point is all everyone is in a, or mostly everyone is in a conditioned mindset where you're trying to in in slang, trying to uh, have to come up pretty much. You're on the hustle and the grind to improve. You cannot tell me that in your path of doing that, you can't, you don't establish connections. And so what I've realized, you know, through me just being a young um, individual who's in, in business um, of some sort, I realized that the issue is that you don't develop sincere connections. You develop connections in a way where it's almost like, how can I use you? 
as an opportunity to get to the next level. And what I what I feel for me personally is if you would begin to develop sincere connections with individuals where it's not a thing of I'm using you for five months or for six months or three months um, to see where you can help me get to the next level. Um, maybe you'll realize that once you get to your goal and you look across, it's the same person that was with you from the beginning. Um, and that's just me being in the words of Ayana, being optimistic to understand that, you know, I try to make it my business that whenever I'm, I'm doing whatever I'm doing as far as business wise, or, um, especially in the industry that I'm working with, that when I, when I speak out of my mouth or when I do actions that they're genuinely coming from a sincere place so that when I look, you know, across the room and it's not a whole lot of black people in my industry, but my thing is like, when I look across the room, you won't see me as, Ah, or I won't see you as ah the person that helped me get to point A, point B. But I'll look at you and say, hey, that was a really good friend. And that was a solid uh, connection that I established with this person. Um, and so for me, I feel like that should be the mindset that not that we're too busy to we're so busy that we're hustling and we're grinding that we're missing um the human scale of things where you need to develop connections. That's the whole reason why God established Eve is that like he wanted to make sure that there was someone that you shared that moment with. And so I just think if people would just be more authentic in their ways, that maybe things would be a little bit different. And that's just my opinion. No, I'm agree with you. And then I'm going to disagree only because no, I'm not going to agree. I'm going to completely disagree. Okay. Because that was not what I just said. <laughs> So I don't know, maybe if listeners, if you're watching or if you're listening, just DM us. So that's what I'm saying is the priority isn't marriage. I'm not saying that people are the, you know, my loved ones or people that I know don't make genuine connections because they do. Absolutely. That's the only reason, in my opinion, that they are able to establish financial literacy, as Sade said, or, you know, really make it a priority to move forward um, is really due to genuine connections. I'm simply saying if we're talking about marriage, that I don't see marriage being a priority in my generation at the moment. I guess what it I has the, nothing to do with. Oh. Yeah, I, I see your point. I guess what I was trying to say is that like when I look at marriage and I look at a positive marriage, a lot of times it starts on the foundation of friendship. Right. And so that was sort of where I was leaning more toward was the fact that like, you know what, when you're going into a situation, we've we've vocalized this before on the podcast. It's like when, if you're going into a situ situation, are you going into a situation saying, hey, oh, my God, this could be my husband or this could be my wife. Or do you literally establish a genuine friendship with someone and you say, oh, my God, like, you know, you have been a really solid friend to me, you know, and you kind of look a little cute. Um, So maybe let, you know, let's see, you know, we start dating and that's when, you know, I think I love you, you know, so I'm and maybe I'm like I said, maybe I'm wearing these rosy eyeglasses. I don't know. But I just think that I don't know. You could be right, Denise, where it's like you're saying their mindset is not even conditioned to that. So they don't even know how to receive that. You could be right, but you could be wrong, I was, too. <laughs> I was I was going to say, I don't sometimes I don't I don't even know from my perspective if it's um, how people come up or whatever. But I think there is a space where I see that people are focused on getting themselves together. That was one of the things that I was, you know, telling Brittany when we were having the conversation. I was like, I think a lot of people are married 
because men want to be at a certain place financially. So it's like, even if they like a woman, you see situations where men and women will get into a relationship and they'll be in a relationship for six years or mm-hmm. seven years because the guy is like, well, I want to buy a house first and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to make sure all my ducks are in a row. Whereas, you know, here's the thing. I got a question with that question slash statement. If you're together six years and like I've seen relationships where people together six years and there's no improvement and they keep using the excuse of I want to get my life together. When are you going to get your life together? And when are you going to stop using that as an excuse? I don't know. I mean, but I guess it's a real good excuse to be using, you know? You can't get your life together, for one. That That's why it annoys me. Because realistically, yeah. you can't be you. You got to have a source that you're leaning on and that you're getting it from. So really, that lets me know that you're not really tapped in spiritually for real. Yeah. I mean, oh. <laughs> Lauren, you gonna date somebody that's gonna get their life together for six years? No, I understand the statement. No, not that. But I understand oh. the statement of someone saying, "I want to get my life together." But I was speaking in regards to being with somebody for six years, and you saying you want to get your life together, and I don't know. Then you can get your life together without me. Yeah, yeah I mean, I understand and, that because then, then they are roping you. Spiritu- yeah, spiritually, there shouldn't be. Oh, I'm getting my life together for six years. Spiritually, they're, they're like, come on now. Yeah. Um, who, like, who? Like, well, Denise's, no, I mean, the, no, Denise's whole point is <laughs> who are you leaning on? That's the thing. Like, like are, what are you using to get your life together? What are you using together? to get right. your life together? Because, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the other thing it's too okay. is but some people think we just I mean, don't agree. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, because okay. some people it takes six years. I mean, but I, mean, I sometimes I feel like when it's taking longer, you have to reevaluate. Like maybe I need to do this by myself. You right. Know? I don't think that, there should, you go. Right. It's I don't think the it's the should person stress. Is a distraction. I agree, yeah. but the person are you? Are what? you speaking from a personal experience, Lauren? No, absolutely not. No. I was about to say, because I'm like, first of no, all, no, you I'm better not. not be looking at yourself like that, because listen, no, you are I, not I have, people. I'm not even in that. that uh, okay. I'm I'm the person that the girl was talking about statistically. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even in that mental okay, mindset, I'm not, but I, I'm I was saying, about to say, I'm like, if you're looking at yourself like that, no, 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 you no, are not no, one of them people. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I, I've seen people really try. That's the point yeah. that I'm making. Like, I've seen people really try, and you could be working on something for three years and you, you yeah, step that, out. You just said it, though. You just said it. They're trying. Like, we, if we're going to be honest, right, they're but, trying to do it themselves. But the point, the point was that a person is telling the individual, I'm trying to get myself together so I'm not available to date you. Right? Am I no, wrong? No, was, no, no. Oh, okay. You were. Okay. <laughs> no, meaning I'm getting myself together. We together, but I uh, can't marry okay. you until I get myself together. Uh, okay, see, I thought But we've that, been together for six years. Yeah. Okay, right. I thought you all were so saying that they were using... I thought you all were saying that they were saying I need to get myself together as an excuse that they cannot date. And I was no, like, well, some people already. really... Oh, okay. Well, then yeah, they're yeah. already together. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So proceed. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I always felt like, and I, I said this. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast or what before, but I'm not opposed to working with a person during a certain period of life, like mm-hmm. after college, early twenties. I get it. We can we both be, struggle. We can we can struggle. We can build all day. Okay. Every day we can figure it out together. But once once you hit 30, like once 
I'm in my thirties. It's kind of like, I don't know. And I don't know if everybody else is like that, but in my mind, it's just kind of like at 30, there's an expectation for me, for somebody of the opposite sex to at least have a good, well-rounded knowledge of who they are and what direction they're going in. I'm not looking to go for a ride at 30. And there's some women I'm sure that are willing to do that. But in my mind, I just feel like at a certain point, you at least have an idea of where you're trying to go and you're on that path, you know? I understand. And I agree. Like, I completely understand. Um, you know, I I, I don't want to put the pressure of 30 onto people, but it's the... It's a, or 30s. I'll say... Oh, yeah. It's a good reality. Like, you know, just being honest. Like, I don't want to put that pressure on you, but come on now. Um, I and see, I'm different because I'm going to put some pressure on you. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just... No, and that's I'm, probably I'm, not a good thing. Because no, I, no. I will date a person and be like, you got such and such a time to no, figure listen, out The reason whatever. I'm saying I don't want to put the pressure on people is because when people hit 30, like, I was having a conversation with someone who recently hit 30. And they have a really good job. They have, they, they, they got a lot of the boxes checked. This is a, a very nice young man that I know. A lot of the boxes checked, but he fit, feels or felt that I'm 30 now. Like I still ain't got it together. And I'm like, wait a minute, sir. You actually, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Like he's putting pressure on himself to you know, hurry up and find that girl to get married. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's one thing I don't want you to do because I don't want you just marrying anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's like, that's what I'm talking about. Pressure, like having, okay, once I hit 30, I got to start building my family and getting it together. Yeah. What but, do y'all yeah. Yeah. think about that saying that men get married when they're ready to get married, not when they're necessarily with the person that they want to marry. In love with. I asked that. that. I've asked that question to a lot of males that I know, and they say they agree. Mm. They said there's been a ton of women that they've had to let go because they weren't ready. They would have messed over. And so they say... No, it's not even that. It, well, I guess, I guess, I guess we got to define, define struggle. <laughs> right. I was just about to say, I guess it's how you define struggle. But, you know, everybody's struggle is different. But, you know, I've heard, I've definitely, and I'm going to be transparent. I've had men to tell me that. Like, Lauren, I can't, you know, I'm just, I know I would not be that for you. Like, I know what you are. I know what you bring to the table, but I'm just not. I wouldn't be that for you right now. Okay. So I feel like I, this certain conversation is the exact same from where we started, where that is really the mindset of needing to, you know, have some sense of financial security or before they get, it wasn't, you know, I don't want to say finances because, I mean, I've had that in different stages of my life, right? Where finances wasn't necessarily like the forefront of my thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. And then I've had it too when finances were. So my thing is, I don't want to, just say finances I feel like a lot of times when you're speaking of relationship oh and maybe it's different of course like with your age but it's not all about finances it's like I was say it can be whatever your struggle is there's right. some men who just yeah, struggle I was with, say we didn't we never yeah. did decide, there's some men who struggle with that who struggle with maturity and it's literally like I'm not mature enough to be committed to you and I accept that and say you know what you're a woman who deserves to be committed to, to be, to have somebody who's faithful, to have somebody who's mature enough to make decisions with you in mind. And I'm not that mature right now. And so I'm gonna let you go. 
because there's no need to struggle with me being immature. Or it could be the financial thing, like you said, Denisa, where it's like, you know what? I can't afford to take you out on no dates. I can't even afford to pay my own bills. You, and you so know, I, oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you know what I was going to say, though? I want to shout out every man that's done that. Because to be honest, I've only heard that conversation from men. I don't ever really hear a lot of women call out like, you know, it will be a struggle to be with me, too, at this moment. You know, a lot of times mm. if I hear if I hear that narrative is always coming from a man. So I, I want to shout out the fact that men are so honest enough to do that because a lot of times, first of all, it's unfair for them to do that because a lot of times while, while they're pointing the finger at themselves, the women should be pointing to themselves too. Because when I think about it, I'm like, I I too, it would have been a struggle for me too, you know, but I, I, at that moment, I only allow for the attention to be on him. I only allow for him to say that it was, his struggle and not me being honest enough with myself to say it will be a struggle with me too. You know? So I think in those instances, you know, put the mirror up on, you know, on both of you all and, and do self-reflection on both of y'all. Cause you would never, I don't feel me personally. I don't feel like you would ever be at the, the top of your game. It's always something that you can, can achieve Mm -hmm. to do better, you know? So that's just my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. That was so good, Lauren. That was so good. Cause I feel, I feel, I, feel like ooh, I need felt a mirror that. Episode. I felt yeah, that I in the depths of my soul. We talk about it was me. <laughs> it was me. It was me. It was me, God. <laughs> I was the problem. I, I think we need we need that episode, but also I would love to just get a perspective from a guy, especially a single guy, because. I was going I was going to throw in there that some guys also use that as an excuse. I think mm-hmm. there's an equal amount of people on both sides of the fence, but I also think there are men who be like, man, I ain't in the right, I ain't in the right space in my life. I can't do such and such and such. But there are other men who encounter a person that's like, this is everything that I've ever prayed for. Let me get my shit together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can, I say, can I say something? Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to call BS on a lot. Like, okay. So I understand the I'm not ready. I I, I kind of get it. But I just, I'm so over that. Like, I feel like, okay, so we're saying girl secrets. So we're talking about it in the perspective of a Christian man and a Christian woman. Like, I just feel like it's a lot of games that's being played in the body of Christ in church, just period, when it comes to spiritual growth and maturity and even when it comes to relationships. I feel like the men have a certain, or some men have a certain perspective or standard that they're looking for, and they use a lot of biblical stuff as excuses. And then women, just being honest, they're looking for this knight in shining armor to come save them. And I just feel like everybody just need to just get their stuff together and stop playing. Like, it just... It's just kind of at this point, especially when we're talking about people going into their 30s, it's it's stupid. Like it's it's really kind of dumb to me the games that are continuing to be played when it comes to like I feel like there needs to be more honesty when it comes to relationships and how people are moving with things. I feel like there needs to be more friendships established versus um just trying to go into this fantasy of marriage and it would save a lot of heartache and it would save a lot of just everything. It's just, it's just too much. We're putting too many rules and parameters on love and 
taking God out of the equation. I'm sorry, y'all. That was all facts. Because honestly, looking at like certain things, I can I can say um, sometimes where it's like, oh, I'm waiting on God, I'm waiting on God, or like, are you really waiting on God, or are you scared? You know what I mean? Like, and I had yeah. that conversation with myself, you know, because if we truly, to your point, Ayana, like spirit led, have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of us, have a really great relationships with God, is it really so far fetched to think that you just can't find someone or that you, I don't know, the route that is taken has to be that way? I'll yeah, say it like that. Because so I a, agree with everything. It's, you just it's a bunch of let's go worship and praise God and not having a actual relationship with Him. So you can know from the Holy Spirit how to get your life together. Where do I yeah. start, Lord? What do I need to do? Do I need to eliminate these friends? Do I need to eliminate? Do I need to have how we talked about? Are you lonely? Do I need to have some alone time for myself? Do I need to get with you first? And then possibly go back out into the world and establish or continue to cultivate friendships with other people. Hmm. What do you think about that girl, Lord? I like her, but is she, you know, or, yeah. or what about that guy? And stop, like, yeah. we got all these red flags that's straight up in your face. But mm-hmm. you're like, I can fix him. I can do this. Right. Or I can fix her. Like, let's stop. <laughs> like. Can, I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna share a very transparent um, moment for me, um, and I think initially, to be honest, you all called it out, but I wasn't at that moment. I wasn't ready to accept it because I felt like I wasn't that person. Um, I remember we were talking. We were having a conversation about relationships before, and I sh- I was sharing with you all like my experiences, and I don't remember which one of you all said it, but one of you all said it, Lauren. It sounds like relationships give you anxiety, and I was just like, um, I wasn't at that moment. I wasn't willing to accept that because I was just like, I don't feel I'm so good with being friends with people and you know being personal with individuals I never would have thought that in the sphere of relationships um I would experience anxiety um now that I'm older I'm willing to accept that it actually does um that certain well just even me kind of tapping into the sphere of relationships that it does begin to formulate feelings of anxiety and I'll tell you where it stemmed from um I'm a person that and we were talking about churchy people prior to us um recording, but all my life I was in church. So what I mean by that was like all my life, there was always a narrative that was repeated about the kind of guy that I was supposed to date, the kind of guy that I was supposed to bring home, um, the kind of guy that I'm supposed to marry. Of course, as I date, um, I now have opinions and they were right because I'm not with these people anymore, but that, um, the guys that I brought home or the guys that I dated were not the reflections of the guys that, um, not only my parents, but peers, relatives, friends, close family friends, um, that they did not see me being with. And ultimately now that I'm older and I'm, I'm a grown woman, um, it, the feelings of anxiety that I get is that I oftentimes will, I used to question, um, how would this guy make all these people that have once judged me feel? Um, and what I mean by that is like, will I, 
once again hear the repeated narrative of um, here you are bringing another guy that reflects this or this guy once again isn't this and this guy once again isn't that. And in my mind, um, because my life, all my life, I've had so many success stories um, concerning like life endeavors, concerning like things that I go after to then hear that you're not succeeding in this one area. It used to create huge levels of anxiety for me to the point where, um, and you guys even joke about it, like Lauren, when you was dating, you didn't even bring him around. Yeah, he was ghost because I didn't want to once again feel that feeling of um, not, what's the word? Like not um, meeting the standard that mm-hmm. other people um, want me to have. And it's not, and it's nothing bad. Like, you know, it's not that I'm saying what they desire for me is, is bad. It's just that it's a, it's a underlining pressure that I have personally accepted and placed upon myself. And so now I'm literally in a place where I'm going to take some words from your favorite scripture, Ayana, where you say, take no thought. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've personally been like going through this journey where um, and I'm going to mention these words again. I've said it jokingly before, but what does it mean when you say like you're single and you're satisfied? Like, what does that look like? You know, and how do you define that? How do you operate within that? Um, and me personally, I'm really starting to call those things out specifically in detail. When I say I'm single and I'm satisfied, I'm single and I'm satisfied because I can do this with my life. I'm single and I'm satisfied because I know how to feel this way. But I'm now adding to those statements. It's like, but when I am in a relationship, I will still be satisfied because of this, that, and the third. And I'm not going to allow for um, its past experiences to depict um, who it is that God wants me to be with in the future. And so I thought to share, like, it was put on my heart to share that in the moment because there are some girls like myself who have been raised in the church. And in your mind, it seemed like you cannot get it right when it comes to relationships. And you may not have not have not done anything terribly bad. You know, mm-hmm. you could just be dating the wrong guy. And in your experience of bringing even the guy around your family, it's just like, or friends, it's like you constantly replay the the words that they said about you and this guy. Like, I don't know, because you know the kind of guys you bring. And like, these are things literally that used to like replay in my head. So mm-hmm. um, I want to share that because I want, I don't want that to be anybody's bondage to what it is that God really wants to reveal to you or what God wants for you. Like bondage can come in so many different ways. And, Mm -hmm. and it's like, you just, you have to learn not to accept bondage that people impose on you and just really walk, you know, walk this thing out completely with God. And ultimately like I said, in the words of Ayana, literally just take no thought about it. So now yeah. I really want to like, as I'm going through my journey of being single and satisfied, I really try not to even think about relationships. You know, that's why I was so adamant in the beginning about just establishing genuine friendships. I'm like, I, I don't even want that thought of could it possibly or, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't even want that to even be in my thoughts. I just want to authentically be with Christ and I authentically just be a good person to people. So 
I don't know. I understand. That was good. Thank you for yeah. Thank you. I, I completely understand. Thank you for your transparency. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think, I, I'll be honest. I feel like we all have had those moments of um, feeling like we definitely made mistakes in relationships before. Right. Um, I know for me, I've, I, the certain people that I did, my, my relationship history, history isn't like I got married at what, 24. <laughs> so my relationship history isn't like long previously you know, before I got married. However, I do sometimes, even being married, look back and be like, why did I ever even talk to that person? That was just so stupid, <laughs> you know? And of course, I i don't feel any type of way, like intense in my heart about it, but I did when I was still single. Like, mm. how could you be so stupid? Like, girl, you know better than that, you know? And having that type of, in a way, like you said, bondage to, you know, certain decisions that you made. Um, but thank God for his freedom <laughs> because right. I know I had to release that in order for me to actually, I guess my eyes to open up and be open to, um, and I guess entertaining new friendships and relationships that ultimately led to Sylvester. Yeah. 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 Cause I think I, re- I feel like, and it's just me, I feel like anytime God is in the midst of something like the thing could be around you 24 seven, but it's not until he unveils it to you Mm -hmm. that it's you're ready for it. And so for me, that's why I'm saying I'm just trying to get into a place where I'm not even taking thought about it because I'm like, God, you know, when you're ready for this to happen, if, if ever you're ready for this to happen, you'll unveil it. Like it won't be something that I'll have to guess about. It won't be something that I'll have to seek. It'll be right there. But I want to make sure that when that time comes that I'm not experiencing feelings of anxiety or I'm not experiencing those feelings once again of bondage or, you know, what someone has said that I've done in my past um, to allow for me to or influence me not to walk into what it is that you have specifically designed for me. So it's almost like, you know, our, we titled this struggle love, but sometimes it's really like the struggle to love, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, absolutely. So. I can relate to that. Yeah, I think that's real, real, Lauren. I think for me, and I'll be transparent. Um, and then I guess we'll go to a break because we just been talking. Dang, we just been talking. Yeah, that's when he's good. Um, <laughs> but I think for me, transparently, like the struggle to love, I think that's the perfect term. Like, I feel like, you know, being young and in love, the struggle was feeling, taking taking advantage of and taking advantage of in a way where it's like having feelings for a person, knowing that they aren't living up to what you know is God's best for you, while also simultaneously saying, but I'm pouring my time and my energy, my emotions in revealing all of who I am to this person. And I want to see a return on that. Like, I don't want to throw away X amount of years. And I think that feeds into struggle love in and of itself to struggle love in air quotes, where a lot of times people stay in these relationships because it's like, I've struggled with this person for so long, whether that's, you know, how the person was or your situation being together. But I've struggled for so long that I feel like there has to be something good that's going to come out of this. And I think that sometimes that's a lie (laughs) that sometimes when you're in those types of situations, there isn't good on the other side. And I think a lesson that I had to learn very hard because 
you know, I think either Lauren or Denise has said it early on that a lot of what we do um, as people comes from the generations before us, the way that we watched our parents, the way that we watched, you know, our grandparents or whatever and thinking that, oh, okay, that's, that's my benchmark. That's what I want to live up to. And for me, it's like I had parents who met in high school and they didn't know each other for their whole lives, basically, and been married for, you know, X amount of years. They were each other's first love. So it's like, okay, I have to marry my first love. Don't, no matter what happens, I have to struggle through it because in the end, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good story. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that's just not the case. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it just does not turn out that way. And I think the rule of thumb is if you're not putting God into the mix, on God till you didn't guide you in that situation, then you end up down this path where you'd be wasted. I mean, not wasted because God can mature you and grow you through situations, but you've been in a situation that God is like, okay, this is running its course and I have something for you. But we struggle to love in that space just because we feel like something is owed to us from that mm-hmm. situation. And I think in that, that in itself, sometimes, oh, I know we need to go to a break, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> I feel like that in itself sometimes is bondage too. Yeah. Because you're literally binding yourself to the journey that your parents went through, like, mm-hmm. and not but looking that's at the thing, the- not even looking at the fact that my parents weren't going through the stuff that I was putting myself through. But right. Me- but, but that your story is even different. <laughs> like, right. Your you parents' know? story is completely different than yours. And I feel like a lot of times we accept other people's stories as our own mm-hmm. and forsake and the ones that God. Yeah. Right. And forsake yeah. the ones that God has for us. You know, mm-hmm. and that's not fair. That's no. what I'm saying. Not and at s- all. So I guess we can go to a break, Chad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be right back after this. Save Girl Secrets is brought to you by Feed Her. Head over to www.feedher.co for more information. All right, ladies, we are back and we're going to continue this good old juicy conversation about uh, struggle love, struggle to love, struggle to accept love. Um, yeah, where, which way we want to go in the first? I like the struggle to accept love. That's a good one. That is a good one. I'll kick it off as a matter of fact. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember, you know, after having a really, really bad relationship and the girls on the podcast, we talked about that relationship before. And I think after that, I just never really opened up to anybody else again, just because it was like, I gave this person all I had and I ain't never doing that again. And um I used to lie to myself and literally say, you know what? If I don't ever get married, I don't care. I don't want to get married. You know what I mean? But it was because I was struggling to accept love. And Mm -hmm. even though God was bringing, you know, someone into my life that, you know, desired to love me the correct way, I had walls up because it was just like, you know, at this point, I've been through so many things that I I don't, I'm not open to receiving. And so to the person out there, if that's you. If you have walls up, um, the first thing I want to say, and all of the ladies have mentioned it tonight, get a relationship with God, like be in your word, be in your worship, be in the presence. Building that relationship really gives you wisdom and insight into God's desires for you. Mm -hmm. And when you are in that space, you have a spirit of discernment to know who to let in. Because when you don't have that relationship, everybody, everybody's an enemy. 
every single person, mm-hmm. every man. And, and that's where it's like, you know, all men cheat, all men do this, all men do that. And it's kind of like, they don't, but God can show you who you can let your walls down for. Yep. Um, so that's what I have to say, especially for the ladies that are struggling to receive love. Um, I want to say, because I too um, have been in that space where the ladies were just talking about, especially if if you listen to like one of the first three episodes I talked about where legit, I was a side chicken to a married man and didn't even know it. So, and that li- that experience Wait, literally was so just traumatizing. Gonna, you ain't going to see right past yeah, no, that. I, I am, because that means they need to go back and listen. If you ain't heard that episode. Yep. Go back and watch it. Yeah. Go listen to it. But what I will say is, um, and my, a friend of mine helped me realize this, but it was years later. And I, even during the taping of that, uh, maybe it was single and satisfied, shout out to my for mentioning that, where I realized like after that encounter, I genuinely did meet good guys who wanted to date me, who really had a desire to be with me. And I was in a space to where Charday just mentioned when my walls were up and it was like, no, no, no. You know, first I was so stupid. Oh my God, how did I not know? I went through that whole phase and in the process, I should have taken the time to heal instead of um, being in a space where now I am manipulative or mean or nasty to genuinely good men. And I'm gonna set the record straight. God loves his fellas just like he loves his daughters, okay? They do not deserve to be situations. And God honestly isn't gonna present someone to you if you're not in a space where, mm-hmm. you know, you can genuinely love on his son like he mm-hmm. needs his son to be loved on. Like he yep. can literally, you know, you know, be fruitful, multiply, be the head of the household. That is his his desire for us um, in the family of Christ. So how can we do that if he working hard, he coming home, and you got all this nonsense to bring to the table? He can't really be the man that God needs him to be with you on his shoulder and on his neck and doing all this extra mess for real, for real. Like he can, but you doing a whole lot that you don't need to be doing. Basically yeah. what I'm saying is... Um, like heal so you can't accept it. You can have those experiences, you know, you can heal, go through the cycle of really taking the time to invite God into your life because he really wants to write your love story. You do deserve to have that story. He desires for you to have that story. So stop rehearsing the negative and be the main character in your in your role. Not a not a side chick or not somebody else's love story comparing it to Sade. If you listen and you watch her get married or Ayana since she just celebrated eleven years of marriage to her husband, you know, I'm not sitting over here being like, Man, God, when you going when you going it's like, man, God, you know what? Thank you for allowing that to be an example to me. You're like, I'm open, I'm ready to receive. You have permission to do what you need to do. Thank you for discernment. So I know when he come, I know when I know when it's real. You know what I mean? So thank you for those experiences where I didn't get it right. I now know, you know, what it feels like when it does come in and it is right. Because although I didn't like those experiences, I'm not in a space where I can accept it because I know it the not God thing is. Yeah. Amen. Did y'all have anything to add? Yeah, I would I was gonna say um practice love. And what I mean by that is um I I was in a place personally where I was guarded. And what I mean by that is that I didn't, I didn't allow myself to practice love extensively. <laughs> like I knew how to show love enough where you would know that I loved you. <laughs> but, um, and I'm not talking about relationships. I'm talking about family. I'm talking about people I genuinely love. Like, 
you know, friends. I, I knew I knew to give it to you in bits and pieces. And um, that was just a protective mechanism for me because I didn't want to I didn't want myself to to be hurt. And um, I'm trying to make a better effort. So I'm saying I'm letting you know that it's still a process for me where I I'm trying to be intentional um, about practicing love. And Sade touched on it um, initially. One of the main things that I'm focusing on with practicing love is showing my love to God um, and knowing what does that look like? And most importantly, what does that feel like? Um, A lot of times when we talk about the presence of God, we talk about how his presence kind of invaded us. But have you ever attempted to tap into his presence? Like, have you forced his presence on you? And what I mean by that is like, did you say, hey, God, like, I'm ready to spend time with you. I don't need you to 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 tell me you're ready to spend time with me. I'm here because I I, I bask. I really want to bask in your presence at this moment. And what I've realized is that anytime you're in that disposition, it takes intentionality. Um, and so now in my life, there's literally a schedule that I'm abiding by so that God, and it's, it's so funny. Cause like now I even, it's, it's usually in my mornings, but God literally wakes me up now. I don't even, I don't even have an alarm set anymore. And y'all know my friends know how I am about my alarm. <laughs> Lord, do we know? And Eva waking up early. Oh my God. My friends friends know about my alarms. I usually have about 10 alarms and I'm still not up, but it's it doesn't even require that for me anymore. It's like I'm literally up around the same time every morning. Um, and it's just me and God. And it's like I'm I'm tapping in. And I love that you use the word wisdom, Sade, because just as a little highlight. For women who are listening to this podcast, I start off my day by reading Proverbs, a Proverbs every day. I don't think it's a coincidence that there are 31 Proverbs. So I literally read the Proverbs for the day. And that gives me wisdom. And then from there, it's just like me and God just genuinely having like transparent conversations, sincere conversations. You know, I'm asking him questions. He's giving me, it's literally a dialogue. And I, I know I, I may sound crazy, <laughs> like, oh, me and God, have it. but it's literally a dialogue in the morning. Um, and I just want to encourage you ladies that, you know, begin to love on God first. And God will show you how to love other people through your love that you sh- get, that you show him. And so that would be my encouraging words for you. Um, okay, so I am <laughs> not Ayana's. Um, okay. no, because I think I'm because I'm ditto everything y'all said. It I sounded agree. like you was about to come with some fire. I'm about no, to no, sit no, back. No, no, <laughs> no, no, right, let me strap my seat down here. Ditto everything you got, ladies said. Um, I completely agree, and there's nothing else that I would even want to add on to that because that was good. Um, I think right now what's really in my spirit is praying for our men and just even changing our wordings or, or how we how we talk about men, especially men yes. in, the body of, in the body of Christ. Um, yes. I know we have certain expectations for men and how they move and how they breathe and everything. And I get it. I really do. However, instead of the constant complaining of what they're not doing, let's pray for them because there is a spiritual attack, especially on men. Uh, The enemy does not want us to be married. He does not want uh, 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 
people in the body of Christ to have healthy relationships. He doesn't want people to have healthy relationships, period. Um, he does not want there to be healthy marriages. He does not want people to come together and be fruitful and multiply and just have and, and be able to even use their marriage, their relationships as ministry onto others. Um, there, So I feel like, you know, let's pray for... I mean, even if it's just not our our men, let's pray for our brothers. Let's pray for our sisters because it's a lot going on right now. Yeah. It's a lot of weird conversations. It's a lot of, you know, I'm so tired of the what do you bring to the table conversation. I'm tired of yes. the, um, <laughs> I want to talk about another thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to burn that dead on table now. Okay. <laughs> I'm tired of uh, the the money conversations. I'm tired of the uh just it's so much and i feel like the constant those constant conversations of course if you're not taking it in the right way and you don't have the holy spirit to lead and guide you it can actually put you into some type of bondage and put more pressure onto your life because you you're not filtering out you know you're looking at oh yeah what does she bring to the table or what does he bring to the table and you're looking at you're you're evaluating yourself like okay well i need to do more so i could bring more to the table and it's like no you need to do what god told you to do don't try right. to live up to that part society standards or what the world is telling you uh this marriage or this relationship is supposed to look like what is god telling you of how how your relationship is supposed to look like or how your friendship is supposed to be started. Everything is not a formula. It's it's very unconventional. God can, you could be anywhere and find that person or meet that person. It ain't gotta be at church. Amen. <laughs> you, it ain't like you could literally be at the grocery store. In and, the lobby. And, and run into a guy <laughs> and run into a guy and he might say hello to you or whatever and somehow a conversation is sparked and just so happened y'all go to the same church but you ain't never seen this man before you know so I just feel like um, you know I just really encourage everybody especially listening I, I would check that though if you ain't never seen him and he said he go to your church just check it, check it, check the facts. No, no, no. You you know what I mean. Because <laughs> he can be right. Because she be having one hundred and don't. Exactly. Never know she was there. I still don't yeah, know where Lauren's sitting. I sit in the shadows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, you know, just really praying for our brothers and sisters because it's a lot. It's a lot of unnecessary pressure. Praying for their their sanity, their peace of mind. Praying for just even people being settled into the right churches because people are getting so mm, much that's good. unsound yeah, doctrine, you know, going hopping from church to church, listening to 50 million preachers. And then mm, you get all mixed up. Yeah, it's so mixed up. So you just don't even know where to go and what to do. So that's where my heart is. Like I, everything that we said tonight was amazing. Everything that we said, um, but I, I just really want everyone to ha have a relationship with God for yourself and pray for your friends because there's a lot going on. Can I add one last thing to what you just said? Go ahead, go ahead. 
I want to say, be careful what you feed yourself too, because yes. it's like you will find yourself scrolling on Instagram, yes. and it'd be like the the men bashing page, and yes. it's like no, like or the women bashing page. Just be careful what you what you feed yourself. It's okay to say not interested. And then, yep. you know, keep strolling. Oh, so. I do that all the time. Not yes. I, I mute people and their conversations. Yep. Like, we can still be through. friends, but I don't want to see what you're talking about right now. Right. right. Absolutely. So be careful what you feed yourself. Even your friends. If your friends come with that man bashing like, blah, ah, 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 we ain't going to do that today. Yeah. <laughs> we are not going to do that today, you know. Yeah. So I, I love yeah. that, Ayana. That was such a great point. So, yeah, I just. That's that's where I'm at. We like, love our men. We love yeah. our women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And saying this from a single, none of my single girls bash me. So let the record reflect. My friends. Don't I appreciate it. that. We so I don't. definitely appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I gotta oh. come and I'm gonna keep it to myself. But all right, we thank y'all for tuning in today. <laughs> okay. Um I was, I was about to start a conversation, but maybe we can do another show on that. Just about women bashing women who aren't in their same space. So, like, single mm. people who, like, marriage ain't all that. We don't want y'all marriages. Y'all be faking. Y'all ain't happy in y'all marriages. And then married women who be telling single women what they need to do to get married. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, both sides of the coin are sides that it's just kind of, like, I don't really care for, you know? I say, yeah. I say, be happy as women. Let's support each other across the board. So, yeah. but okay. thank you so much for rocking with us for this this whole entire episode. That it was a little long. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. Um, but if this is your first episode, we really encourage you to connect with us. To go ahead, hit subscribe on Apple or Spotify or Google Play or wherever it is that you're listening. Um, we have over a hundred and like 13, 14 episodes or something like that. Wow. Um, so mm-hmm. if, if this one ain't hit what it was supposed to hit, I'm sure there's another one that can scratch whatever itch that you have and that you need to be talked about. Um, be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram and Facebook at Save Girl Secret No S on Twitter. We love you guys. Oh, if you want to go deeper into this or if you have questions or comments or something about the episode you can send us a secret letter to savegirlsecrets at gmail.com we love hearing from our listeners um as always we love you good god bless you love you peace